my last episode of Love Radio. I shared the story about how I went down to the quote-unquote port of entry from British Columbia to Washington State. A port of entry on land. I thought ports were at sea. But it seems that a group of men have brought the law of the sea onto the land as trickery, bringing men and women of the land into this piracy that they call admiralty law, maritime law, law of the sea. There seems to be no, no rights, no natural law rights that are recognized on the sea. It's a free-for-all. They put the, a building, a port, on the land and call it the sea. And they wave flags, American flags, with gold fringes signifying an admiralty court. As I was passing directly through this port, I figured it would be best for me to go straight at the bowl. If I was to truly be able to walk the land free, I could, I should be able to walk straight at the bowl and get by unencumbered. That didn't happen. If you listen to my last podcast, I was asked for travel documents. I asked for proof that I was required as a man to provide these documents. I told him that I was not operating under these documents. That confused the guy, of course. He's like, what do you mean you're not operating under these documents? These documents do not bind me as a man. So... Asking a question can lead you into handcuffs. That's how crazy this world is. Brought me into a cell for a couple moments. Search my entire body, search all my property with my bags. Rifled through all my stuff for asking a question, which they could not properly provide me the answer to. I don't know how you feel, but a plaque on the wall is not proper proof of a law. And that does not signify enough jurisdiction to trespass over a man. But I think we all know that people with 
what they believe to be authority, don't care about rights and just do as they're told, as their orders are given for a paycheck. They think that they're maybe doing overall greater good with their position and they just have to break the odd man and woman's rights for the greater good. I think this is an illusion. I think that they are perpetuating our world into a very dark, dark place. What is slavery? If I was to take 100% of your labor, would that be slavery? What if I was to take 50% of your labor? At the end of the day, you got your paycheck and I took half of it off of you as your master. That would still be slavery, wouldn't it? A little nicer, maybe. You know, I'm giving you half. I'm a nice master. What about if I was just taking 10%? Is that still slavery? What percentage is not slavery? Zero percent. Where nothing that is your hard-earned labor is taken from you. Out of the threat of coercion, force, which really it's the threat of violence. What else is slavery? Being kept on the plantation grounds, not allowed to exit past the fence. What if that plantation was a hundred hectares? Would that be still slavery? What if that plantation was thousands of kilometers in diameter? Would that still be slavery? I think if there's any fence keeping you out from the common land of man, then you are a slave to a certain district. You're a prisoner. After my experience last week, I feel that I am a prisoner in this land we call Canada. I could hop on a plane and fly to another country. That's not the United States. And if I used the Queen's Pass, the passport, perhaps I could get through the border guards there would let me pass. What happens if I spent money flying to another country and I get there and I ask the border guard to provide me the evidence that I was required to show them a passport. 
I'd imagine a similar scenario would happen, which happened at the Blaine port of entry into Washington last week, where if I did not cooperate with them, and I would imagine they, they wouldn't have the patience to show me a large copy of the law, I would be detained and deported back to where I came from. So am I truly free of slavery? I have to use this pass to be able to get around. Otherwise I'm stuck here. I've got to use this slave pass, this account called the citizenship. And if I have anything of bad history on this citizenship, well, I may not be very lucky with getting anywhere. This is an early evolution of this social credit score that we hear about. where people with bad credit scores aren't allowed to get on trains, planes, buses. They're not allowed on beaches, parks. Friend was telling me about a, uh, I think it was a Netflix series. Don't quote me on the name, The Black Mirror is what comes to my memory. Where at, everyone having a smartphone is able to vote on a particular person's credit score, whether they're good or they're bad. And there's social etiquette to acknowledge someone that does a good deed and also etiquette to acknowledge someone that seems to not have proper etiquette in society. Lowering them to a different class. so that they can't seek the same privileges that everyone else has. This is what's talked about in our future in this world. I don't want to manifest that future, but I think it's really important for us to see the potential outcomes of where we're going so that we can steer our course in a different direction as mankind, as a collective. People theorize that they'll give, they'll give us the vaccine passport and then after that they'll work towards a credit score. universal basic income will be very much more reliant on being a well-obeying citizen member of the society just to be able to get our food and housing.
is the fear a lot of people are worried about. I, f I remain optimistic. I think that there will always be an underground where we can get our needs met as far as housing and, and food is concerned, clothing. I live a pretty simple life, so I'm not going to restaurants and movie theaters. I can live without these non-essential services. If it comes to that point where all of them are segregating certain demographics of people. But it's just very depressing in my mind that yes, I'm a prisoner on this big reservation known as Canada. And while everyone has a little bit of remorse for me, nobody around me seems to be doing anything of great merit to help dissolve this prison that we are all contributing to. Every purchase we make, tax is going towards building these bars. I thought if everybody, if even just hundreds of people did the same thing I did, you don't have to risk your freedom because you just gotta give up about five or six hours of your time to go down and question these people who demand travel documents. Imagine if hundreds of people did that a day, they wouldn't be able to handle the amount of people coming in. Or they'd have to like send the army there or something. Like how much would that shake things up? I could break down these borders. I'm all for giving people the right to their own space. You know, give people the two meter bubble if they want, as long as I, as long as I can give them that space in public places. I'm all for giving people their space of property. They can work their own little plot of land I like the mindset that whatever you acquire and maintain is your right to property. So that one man really doesn't have the right over hundreds of acres. Because he's, unless somehow he can possibly maintain all those acres. We only need a couple really just a few acres maybe maybe even just one as individuals to call our own just a nice little chunk that we can we can work on we can build our home we can be left alone but there's lots of common land in all these countries it seems like there's been fortresses set up in these surrounding
borders of the countries and the collective of that country speaks through one border guard and says you can't come in because your path is not sufficient. I had the, the feeling that if even one person in that fortress invited me over, if I had one friend in the United States who invited me to come see them, then that's enough grounds for me to be able to walk those common grounds, those common lands of the United States. But someone else, like the guard Davison said, you can think of it as they're in the house, but we're guarding the door. Someone else answered the door to the party and said, I don't know you. Yeah, you may know someone in the party, but you can't come in because I'm the one here at the door. They're not here to let you in. What would have happened if I just walked across this imaginary line in the bush, in the forest somewhere? I could have got away with it. Could have been in the United States. I could have got on my flight to Hawaii. I could have ran into one of these border guards and maybe ended up in trouble. Now if I tried to do that now, and then they find some kind of citizenship on, on me, now they could, you know, they say they can throw me in jail for 20 years. So the Americans can pay for me to be rehabilitated for 20 years. I get free room and board for 20 years on the taxpayer's dollar. Mind you, it's not the type of accommodation that I want to be living in. I've experienced those types of accommodations. Uh, the meal plans are not ideal for my health and nutrition. I wonder, are we okay? I was listening to Mark Passio today and he said if people really knew the scope of the people that are, you know, these dark occultists that are controlling things from behind the scenes, if people really understood the scope of where we we're at in our slavery, that everyone would be out doing something. And people just need to become aware of the reality, of the truth of the situation. I spent a lot of time looking into it. I spent a lot of time experimenting with exercising my freedom and seeing the suppression that comes about from standing up to my freedom. And a lot of people I know don't have those same experiences. And so they're a little more reluctant to put up with the status quo. But, you know, in a whole, are we okay with where we're at in the world? Do we feel safe? Do we feel like we're in fear? And so we need scary people to be locked away. We need borders to be set forth so 
terrorizing people don't come into our country. I thrive so much in the summertime. I need the sunlight. I don't want to be taking a pill to get it. I want to be in the summer all the time. I think that's where my body is designed to be at its optimal. Eating fresh food. I don't want to be eating meat. I don't think that I can properly survive without the need for importing food in the country that I'm living in. I'm, I'm a prisoner here. I'm not able to go to the type of climate that meets my needs for proper life and nutrition. How can we make about a better world to bring real freedom Do we want real freedom? Because I know we deserve it. There's a big group of people fighting for freedom and their answer is voting in the People's Party of Canada. We'll just vote in a better controller into our life. This is only half fixing our problem. This is not the answer. This may be a stepping stone, but this is not something I'm striving for. I'm looking at the finish line. I'm not satisfied with just a checkpoint. I'm not satisfied with only climbing half the mountain. I need all of my freedom. Is it even worth discussing this? Is it worth endeavoring to have physical freedom in this world? Is it possible? I think it's possible. Seems unlikely. Should I just be focusing inward on spiritual freedom? Get that impression sometimes. Is that a new age deception tactic that we should just put up with our enslavement because it doesn't matter if we have spiritual enlightenment, inner freedom? What really hits home to me is what about the children? I'm supposed to be a representative of the children. 
of the animals. I listened to a speech from Vlad, the founder of Hugs Over Masks in Canada. He's an interesting fellow that grew up in the Soviet Union and he describes his childhood in a communist country in the Soviet Union being better than the childhood kids have right now. That really hit home for me. I think we are responsible for giving a safe, free environment for our children. And so I have no desire to bring children into this world. It was always a dream growing up and it's a nightmare now for me to create children right now. Because of how unsafe of an environment I feel I'd be bringing them into. I would have to succumb to manipulation from authority figures to be able to even keep my children and to keep them safe. I'd have to, I'd have to pay off the protection money. I think a lot of people feel safe, so they keep making babies. Lots of people are getting pregnant through these last couple years of crisis. And they're buying puppies and with no real insight about the world that they're bringing these beings into. This is, this is a serious folly that I see, an immature decision. I think this is a very selfish decision to be creating a child right now. Whew. Maybe this is a bit of a depressing episode for you all. I'm feeling a little stuck, unsure how to proceed besides continuing my mission on speaking on here and striking up diff difficult conversations with people that I meet.
I don't think bringing in a political party will change much. And I am quite confident this will not bring about freedom. But maybe it's a small step forward to a better world and then we can all grow out of our need for a parental figure in government. A big brother. I love you all and I look forward to the day when we can I'll be free, physically free in our, in our world. And I hope that I can one day be able to walk down to the tropics without violence done unto me. It would mean very much to me if you would be able to help bring about that world with me. Thanks for listening. This has been Love Radio. I'm Jeffrey William.